All right, welcome to another segment of Let's Talk UNLV with co-host Keith and Tanya. Tanya, how was your weekend? It was awesome sauce. Um, spent some time in nature, went for a couple of walks, and I've been watching She-Hulk. Ooh, my son and I, we binge-watched that over the weekend also. Okay, okay. so what are your thoughts? You know, I guess I, I try to stay open-minded with it, but it's been it's been entertaining. It was sort of unexpected, sort of the, the direction they're going with the show. So I love that. <laughs> Unexpe- so um, I love the idea of a female superhero. I wish it wasn't so boy-centered. Um, and I want her to fight like tough people, <laughs> like, <laughs> not not the influencer. But other than that, I, I really like. Well, you know, they, the Avengers defeated Thanos, so I don't know. I don't know how you can invent a a, a villain that's going to be more formidable than Thanos. Man, abominations need to make a comeback, but you know, we know he's reformed now. So sorry, spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> so, but yeah, I love the idea that we're expanding the the direction and the audience and the types of people. Miss um, Marvel was phenomenal, by the way. Yes, I, I didn't think I don't think my son and I finished it. I think we got to the episode. Spoiler alert, listeners! But I think we got to the episode when she was at the train. Oh, when she had sort of gone back in time was at the train. So that's what I did with my weekend. I dabbled with superheroes. Well, as you can see, I sort of watched a little binge watching. My son and I we usually do Friday night movie night, so he gets to pick what he wants to watch. And that's She Hulk has been on his list for a few weeks, so we binge watched. I think like four or five episodes up until the current one. Nice. And then just, you know, outside of that, you know, just trying to catch up on emails. You know, I got so many staff vacancies right now and, you know, we're looking to hire more students and dealing with students. So I think today's guest is sort of timely to help help us talk through that, you know, retaining staff and hiring new staff and especially student workers is is essential to the campus operations and, you know, preparing our students to uh, graduate and connect to a career after they finish is also a key, a key goal for the institution. So with that said, we have our guest today. We have Dr. Darren Vetter, who is the career and professional development specialist with career services. Darren, welcome to the show. Very excited to be here today with you guys. Uh, excited to meet you. And yeah, we have a lot we can talk about. All right. Well, we, you know, we always start our new guest off with just asking sort of what's your origin story to UNLV? Sure. So um, I've been with the campus now for almost a year in career services. Before that, I was with College of Southern Nevada for almost a year also. Started over there as a tutor just for one class during the pandemic and then ended up tutoring for five or six different subjects, So, which was great. Previous to that, a lot of years in business, so around 15 years uh, working with a couple different companies, manager, general manager, but also for one large company, I managed their summer internship program. So I got to do a lot of career fairs, which we have one coming up here, but a lot of career fairs, I've got to see a lot of resumes in my life, but I've also got to hire and interview um, a lot of people and a lot of students too. We would hire students into our internship program in business train them for six months, and then kind of direct them on their way to management, uh, which worked out really good. So a lot of years of business experience, uh, and now just kind of sinking all the way into education. Wow, it sounds like your resume was already stacked before you got here. You were were ready. You came ready. It was okay. (laughs) Okay, so um, this idea of career advisement and discernment, which is really huge for a lot of students and also a great source of stress for a number of students, how do you approach helping students find their right fit? So it's, 
kind of an interview in itself. So when you're there with the student, you're asking them, what's your background? What are you interested in? What degree are you going after? It's a lot of discussions with students. It comes to a lot of questions of why are you in this degree? This isn't really what you're interested in. Career Services has adopted a new program that's based on a book called Design Your Life. And so we spend a lot of appointments with students where we're talking about this program of life design. The things that you're interested in at 10 years old is not what you're interested in when you're 20 years old. It's not what you're interested in at 30 years old. So it's taking those interests and not saying any of them are bad, but we try to build upon those. What you're interested in at 20 years old is great. How does that develop for what you're interested in at 30 years old and then at 40 years old? So life design is kind of a taking those skills, taking what you learn and building upon it. And so we spend a lot of time doing that. We have a life design educator now or life design representative in career services. Her name's Alexis Jackson. She does a great job and also does programs throughout campus with the library on doing presentations that are usually 45 to 50 minutes, but talking about this life design. So it's, it's a great system. Um, our, we have some buddies at John Hopkins University that likes this program so much, they built a building for life design. So... Those guys have a little more money than some schools. And so they have an actual building set up for life design. Yeah, they, they have deep pockets. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, deepen our pockets here at UNLV. Yes. Similarly. But I wanted to maybe take a few steps back. If you could just maybe give us just a high level overview for sort of career services comprised of what? So career services is comprised of several different individuals. So we have one of our employers has relationships with all the employers here in town. So working with businesses. So career services at UNLV has a main career services hub, but also Lee School Business has its own hub. Hospitality has its own hub. Engineering has its own hub. So they have their own hub because they have so much more going on. Hospitality, as you know, we're number one in the nation with hospitality. Say that one more time. Number one in the nation for hospitality, UNLV. And great people over there that work in hospitality. But you think of how big our hospitality is with MGM, with Caesars, with Bally's. So so each hub has like its own functions. The main career center hub is there to support everything. So we have student workers that work with us. We have a GA that works with us. So our program is to network. So hospitality is networking, Lee Business School is networking, engineering school is networking. And so we're doing our best to try to cover as many students as we can. And that's kind of what it is. It's really trying to take care of students. So with that, it's simple things, resumes, cover letters, help with interview, interview preparation. But then on top of that, we do workshops. So workshops will be coming to a class and we can come to any different class on campus that asks us to come there. We can do things about resumes and cover letters for the class presentation and workshops, but we can also help with interviews, life design, as I mentioned. So it's more of a a broad scheme of networking just across campus and with all the campus partners. I mentioned the career fair coming up too. So you can imagine hospitality, business. We have a lot of employers that come to those career fairs because they have a need. They have a need for employees and they have a need for managers. And could you speak to who's able to receive these services? Yeah. So any student that's currently enrolled, any graduate student that's enrolled and alumni. And so here's the thing that people don't know or is not talked about enough. So when you graduate from UNLV with your degree, you get career services for the rest of your life. And so I did a lot of NSOs over the summer, new student orientations. And so I was talking to a lot of parents and I had parents like raising their hand when I would mention that. Like, what do you mean? If we graduate from UNLV, we get career services forever. And I was like, absolutely. 
over the summer, summer was pretty busy. I think of all the appointments I had over the summer, without exaggerating, I'd say 85% were alumni and not regular current students. So we had a lot of alumni coming back, asking for help with resumes, asking help with interviews, things like that. So yeah, they get us forever. All right, you know, I'm in an interim role, so I guess I need to come and see you. <laughs> schedule, schedule a meeting with uh, Darren so I can brush up my interview skills. And, and what's that software that's available to prep Stand you? Stand out. Stand, Stand out for the out. interview help, yes. Yes, yes. You know, um, as you talk about this, the thing that stood out for me is, is the idea that it's just dedicated to the students. This is a, a gift that we give that is given to the students to help them navigate their life because even though they are students, the idea is that you're going to step into the world and have careers and have jobs. So can you talk to me about the meaningfulness of this work and why you think that this is an important resource for students to have? Yeah, in, in reality, this is one of the most important resources, and it's something that um, they should take more advantage of. So we, we have quite a few appointments. We do quite a few workshops. But I think it's meaningful to them because it sets you up early for things that in this economy, in this world, it, things could change. Like a lot of people that get into one job, I always ask in a classroom pr- workshop, I say, how many of you know somebody that's done one job their entire life? Not many hands go up. 30 years ago, a lot of hands would go up. Yeah, I got one guy, one person. My dad's been in one job for 50 years. But it's not like that anymore. People's interests change. Jobs change. The job market changes. So the better we can prepare them now for being comfortable with interviews, being comfortable asking questions in an interview, having a resume that's built really well, having cover letters that are set up. So I think if you can prepare students really young for that and be prepared for that, I think it opens up a lot of fun for them too, because there's so many different jobs that are available right now. And there's so many jobs that are remote right now that they can work. Um, Another thing that's kind of a little hidden secret, and I don't know why it's a secret, we're trying to get the word out more, is we have micro internships available for students. So the company is Parker Dewey. It is listed on our website. This is a super great organization. They communicate really well with us, but they're micro internships. So if a student is looking for, hey, I got some extra time. I want to look at one of these programs. They can apply. Some are as short as eight hours. Some are as long as 40 hours. Parker Dewey pays them direct. So we've been really pushing Parker Dewey. Um, Like I said, the relationship with them is so good, but this is an opportunity for students that, hey, summer break's coming up, winter break's coming up, maybe I should do this and apply for these. So we have a lot of students that were involved, but we're trying to get even more. So we have a big goal to jump up our Parker Dewey registrations for especially this fall, but also for next spring too, to really increase our relationship with them and have more students finish. Wow, this this sounds like a real game changer for students. You know, and and as you're talking, my first, thought is, you know, we were talking about it before you came in about how no one really, most people don't have the preparation necessary to go into a job. Your first job is whatever you do in high school and you can't got by with whatever little bit of resume you had. So preparing students for professional life is actually a really wonderful thing and sets them up for success going down the road. So Absolutely. And then I know that we hired probably thousands of student workers are here on campus and elsewhere. Could you speak to how the platform, the importance of the platform Handshake? Yeah, that's 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 been a real game changer, I think. If you look at what Handshake has done, and we've had it for over two years now here at UNLV, Handshake is really, we have really great support on the backside of it. Um, it's made to be kind of a simple action to get set up, set your profile up. Students use their ACES account to log on. When they log on to it, we encourage them to set their profile up completely. So 
all their education experience, all their work experience. Really important thing too is volunteer experience. So we have a lot of student organizations and a lot of students on campus that do great volunteer work to include that. And then you include your skill set. So are you good at Microsoft Outlook? Are you good at Google? And you list all your skills. Then you can also attach your resume on Handshake too. So when you attach your resume, you have all that information in there. In the Handshake program, they can set up appointments with UNLV Career Services. So appointments can be set up. We can do them in person or virtual. So Handshake's kind of the key that links all these things together. The other great part of it, Handshake is a system that it has a lot of rules and regulations to itself. So when an employer puts their information on Handshake, Handshake does a trust score. So they researched the company. The whole idea is that you want job postings to be good quality job postings for students. You don't want to apply for something that's not good. And we will get messages during the week. This employer is removed from Handshake because they violated terms of service. So there's a check that goes on on the backside that when they're applying for jobs, the jobs are coming from really good employers. So they, they have that information that's available to them. So alumni also, if they need help with Handshake, we can help alumni with Handshake also, and they can go in there and look at jobs. During, I guess, about August 10th, August 12th, I looked at Handshake. We had about, I don't know, I don't remember the number, like 14,000 uh, jobs that were posted and about, I think, 1,100 internships. That's numbers over 21,000 today. Oh. So you see that internships obviously post more at the start of school and start of semester. And I think it's over 4,000 internships and over 16,000 jobs as of the last time I looked, which is about a week ago. So there's a bunch. The great thing, too, about Handshake is when students log on, they click jobs in the top left. When they click jobs, you got some little bubbles below it. Full-time, part-time, internship, and the greatest thing ever, on-campus jobs. So it is one click on there for the on-campus jobs. And I know I looked at this the other day. There's like 65 listed. Yeah, we love Handshake through my through my department. You know, that's where we, we've probably hired 90% of our student employees through the Handshake platform. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about how I missed out in life. Like, where was... <laughs> like, I know, I started school... <laughs> Two, two years too early, right? Because you say two years has been in. Like, where was Handshake when I was struggling yeah. with bad jobs? Yeah, like, that would have been wonderful. You and me both. <laughs> and Standout. You know, one of the things that you mentioned um, is this program called Standout. Can you share some details about how that works? Yeah, Standout is one of the things that I, I'm sure we, we pay a fee to have Standout. It is under the undergraduate resources connection in the website. It is a practice interview. So when a student logs on with their ACES account, they have their own hand, their own standout account. So that's their account. So their account is in there. When they go into it, the greatest part about it is just practice interviews. So they can pick. It's over 60 different disciplines they can pick from. If they want an interview for an architect, if they want an interview for an accountant, if they want an interview for a veterinarian, they can pick that. The other thing that's they can pick is easy, moderate, or hard questions. And the question list is over 3,000 for the whole system. So they set it up, they get their computer, their laptop, they have the camera on, they have a virtual person that's going to ask them a question. As soon as that question is done, the computer records the response records how fast or slow they talk, and it records their comprehension of the questions. So with the report it gives back on the interview questions is really good, but also what I tell students, I was like, watch the video of yourself. Most of them don't watch it. They're like, I don't want to see myself. I don't want to see what I'm doing, but watch the video of yourself. See if you fidget. See if you're hopping around in your chair. See if you're playing with your hair or you're doing whatever. See if you, you're like me, you talk with your hands too much. So I say, watch the video so you know. And then if they spend 30 or 45 minutes practicing on standout for a job interview, they will be comfortable 
And that is a big thing because a lot of people, they talk really fast. They don't think to pause for a couple of seconds, think about what they're going to say. And so it's one of the best programs that I've seen. So when I got hired and I was going through our programs, so for fun, I picked up, I looked at standout. I was like, well, I want to do this for fun. So I'm looking through the, the disciplines. I was like, well, let me try veterinarian and let me try four questions. And so I picked the four questions and I do it the best that I can. And I got like a 79 on my score. And so I'm sitting there thinking I'm in the wrong job. I should be like working with animals and like whatever, cats, dogs, and doing something different. So uh, no, sir. No, okay. No, sir. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we, we, we need you in this job. <laughs> so perhaps in after retirement, you can dabble. Okay. But in this moment, <laughs> you have to be careful. We're you glad know. you. We're glad you're here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and then I know another another program I saw initiative. Re- like I'm assuming it's a recent initiative that's on the website, the Rebels Forward Mentorship Program. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that program has been out for a while. We're trying to put some more effort into that and work with that program. So a lot of students when they come, and we have a lot of first gen students. We have a lot of students that just need assistance and need some guidance. And so Rebels Forward Mentors to match students with a mentor, somebody that can guide them and help them out. There's so many services that are offered at UNLV. There's so many different things that we have. There's so many different functions. I I think a mentor can really help guide students and help guide them along the way and say, you have this resource, you have this resource, you have these, you have a wellness center at the rec, which I think it's forgotten sometimes that that's there for students. And so there's different things like that, that the mentorship really does. It always helps to have somebody with, you know, with their arm around them to try to guide them, offer them assistance, especially if they need somebody to talk to because college is difficult. Universities are difficult. There's a lot of things that go on here that are really challenging. So anybody else that you can rely on is a big deal. College of Southern Nevada, I work with a program called Nevada Promise, and that's a mentorship program through a scholarship. I've been doing that for a couple of years now, and I love it. It's a, it's a great program because it's, it's just offering guidance and offering support, which is what, what a lot of students need. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so essential to seek support in our areas because we all have strengths and struggles, right? So support makes a great difference. Having someone who you can have a conversation with, um, seeking support in, in a variety of ways. Some of it can be family, some of it can be friends, but the university is built to help students succeed. So I hope that students take more advantage of that support, whether it's through mental health, through a mentor, or through a professor or someone else who you feel that you can confide in and have a conversation with. So thank you for highlighting support as part of the success strategy for students. I know you mentioned uh, as part of your origin story, you sort of jumped ahead and you talked about sort of some upcoming events. So could you share with our listeners some of those uh, opportunities to connect with employers? Yes, sir. We have a couple of really good ones, too. So on September 19th, we have a program that we did last spring and we've kind of modified it for this fall. So it's called Prepare for the Fair. So we'll be in the Student Union room 208. I think we're taking over A and B. And so from 11 o'clock to four o'clock that day, there will be myself and other representatives from career services there just to help students with their resumes. So this is exactly a week before our big career fair at Thomas and Mac. So the idea with that day of Prepare for the Fair is that they can come in, we'll look at resumes, we'll have different PowerPoint presentations going on on how to dress for a career fair, things to have ready, your resume, how to be prepared. And so we'll have that going on from four o'clock to five o'clock. We actually have employers coming in. So there'll be an employer panel there 
that will work with the panelists on just discussions of what are you guys looking for right now for employees? What are you guys looking for on resumes? Uh, what's your demands right now in your market? And we have a big variety of employers coming in. So it's not just like hospitality or engineering or business. It's going to be a variety of across the different spectrum of employers to have their test of questions. And then a mixer from five o'clock to six o'clock. So students that are there, alumni that are there, they can ask questions with the employers that are there. So that's going to be a big one. Like I said, we did one in the spring. This is kind of an expansion of that one. And then the career fair uh, is going to be on the 26th of October. So it is that time. Thomas and Mac. So basically, if you walk into Thomas and Mac, that entire concourse all the way around that building will be full of employers. We're maxed at 210. Oh, wow. So the good thing, too, with like Handshake here in the next couple of weeks, I think we already have 180 registered as of today employers. So we only got slots for 30 left. But students can go on to Handshake and look at the fair and see the list of employers that are there. We'll give them this list when they get there. But what we encourage them to do is before you get to the fair, look at the employers that are there. Who do you want to work for? research them. You can research them through Handshake, through their information there, but you can also go to their website. You can use LinkedIn, a lot of different ways to really you be prepared to come into this fair for all these employers that are going to be there. And it is a great event. So they, every employer there will have at least two recruiters. We have a lot of really good loyal companies that have been doing this for years. We have companies that are sponsors with UNLV. So the connections that are there are great. And like I said, all the students are going to be invited to this, of course, all the graduate students and all the alumni are invited too. So we usually get a pretty big turnout for these events. And this is going to be a big one coming up. For the prepare for the fair event, how do students register? They will register through Handshake. So Handshake has both of these listed. The registration for the career fair is not open quite yet, but they don't have to register for the career fair. They can just show up and we'll register them there. Prepare for the fair, I think we're limited to for that for attendance too. So I think that registration is open right now that they can register. Is that in-person only? Yeah, it's in-person only. We haven't done virtual with either one of these events. Um, we did a virtual career for this past spring, and it was just kind of, hey, we're out of the pandemic now. Let's see face-to-face or whatever. So, yeah, so no virtual with the career fair or with Prepare for the Fair. Okay. Now that that's brought up, I might have to ask that question, though. People might say, maybe we should have this. Or maybe asynchronous. <laughs> yeah. That would be true. Especially the panel, the panel session. Yeah, especially the panel session. So. Um, I want to hear stories. So tell me about some of your stories that you've encountered, particularly your success stories for people who've utilized your services. Man, I don't know where to start. So uh, we, so we, we have a lot of things that come up with students and with alumni that are interesting. So one of, one of the stories that I tell is that I had a student come up um, and we're having a session about making the resume better. And so this student was very worried that they had nothing. They're like, I don't have anything, man. He goes, I worked at a movie theater. And so his idea was that wasn't nothing that was good enough to talk about and get a job out of that. So we sit there and start discussing, well, what do you do at the movie theater? And he's like, I did nothing. I just would, <laughs> I would, I would take money and I would serve people popcorn and candy. And, and so the impression that they had was that this was not a big deal, right? So when you start talking about something like this with myself or even other my, my other counterpart career coaches, because we're all great, of course, is that so we start talking about how can we make this sound like really awesome? So we start talking about how many customers he saw in a day on a shift. So we end up coming up with like a pretty big number, like 75 or 85 or whatever it was. So we come up with that number. So that makes the resume already look better. So met with and handled 75 or 80 customers on a shift. So that's a big number that looks good on the resume. And so then we start talking. I was like, well, what's the other part is the money. How much money did you intake on that? I was like, last time I went to the movie theater, man, like two sodas and a popcorn cost like 40 bucks. And so we end up going through the money. So we add another one of cash handling of over $4,000 per shift. 
they have to balance a drawer, a cash drawer when they're working there, right? They got so much money to start with, they got to balance it at the end of receipts. So we ended up taking these things with the resume and adding the number of people that he saw, adding the amount of money, which is big, cash handling, cash, credit cards, all this different variations, right? And then we talk about the training that that person did. Because I was like, how much training they give you? He's like, oh, they made us watch all these videos. And I was like, videos about customer service? He's like, yeah, videos about the movie theater, about customer service, about safety, if there was ever an issue, fire, whatever. And so I was like, that's another part to put in your resume that sounds great, that you had these hours of training that covered all these different things, including some human resources information. If I'm sick, I have to call this person. If I don't feel well at work, I have to contact this person. We have these safety things that are uh, that are involved with this. So we take this person that has, oh no, this man, my job's nothing or whatever. But you take can take things like that. And that's what we help with. We make them look really good. I keep telling people working at In-N-Out Hamburger is awesome because you deal with all these customers. You deal with all this money and you're also dealing with what? You're dealing with inventory. I was like putting cups and napkins and ketchup packets and something is inventory management. That's how we describe it. I was like, these are, so these are great things. So, so there's, there's fun things like that, that we encounter Um, with the alumni. We probably encounter even more interesting information because they've already been in the workforce for 10 years or whatever. And so you get some fun stories from them that you take and you're like, all right, we need to help you with getting this fixed up on your resume and making it look good. So it's, it's quite a bit of that. Now, now what are some tips that you would give students who are unsure of what type of career they want to pursue? It's it really there's a lot of different ways to look at that from our standpoint right now. Really, we like the life design program and that's what we're really pushing. And that comes from the administration to at UNLV. They like the life design program because you have a discussion about what do you really want to do? Um, and so with with the life design program, you're really asking about what do you want to do when you're younger? Why are you doing something different now? Um, when I talk to students about life design, I do class workshops where um, with life design and I always ask the class the first few minutes of the program, I say, what's your major? And so you go around and listen to all the majors from all these students, and you try to get like six or eight, so you have different ones. So then after you talk about the life design program and how you're talking about building upon your curiosity of what you want to do and adding this information, then I always stop and I always say, all right, everybody that told me their resume, tell me what you like to do. So, or tell me your, after you tell me your major, tell me what you like to do. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I was like, what are you interested in? And so I had a student, front row psychology major, we go around to what do you like to do? He likes to work on cars. And talked about this for like four or five minutes. I like to rebuild engines. I like the electronics of cars. I like to take apart transmissions. And so at the end of class, I just went up to him and said, hey, if you want to have a meeting, have a meeting. I was like, you might be in the wrong thing, man. I was like, if you really like to work on cars, well, I don't want to push anybody out of school. But if that's what you like to do, what are you going to do with the psychology degree? Maybe go business and then become business manager and work in automotive. And that's how our discussion went. Guess where that guy's at now? Where? Business school. Wow. So definitely not work on cars. That's that. <laughs> you won't be doing that. <laughs> I mean, you just never know. But that, but that's kind of how the counseling goes, where you're just asking, you're really asking what they want to do um, and just try to make sure that they're on the right path. Not mom and dad put me in this major or said I should major in this. Not because some other family member did it. It's just really kind of thinking about what you really want to do. What's going to make you happy when you go to work in the day? Are you going to be happy doing this job, whatever it is? And that's a question that probably doesn't come up any, enough anymore either. So, Okay, so finding their path. You help finding them the find path. their path. Yep. Wonderful. So um, I guess, you know, as you think, as, I, as we were talking about it, and you mentioned um, people finding their degree field and being pressured to do one degree versus another, I love that you give them language 
in terms of how to how to talk about what they've done. But I also love that you give them permission to find their path instead of the path that they were given. And as I think about that, I wonder, um, were there any students that came back and told you that, hey, I noticed that I'm on the wrong path? We, we do. We get quite a bit of feedback. So we'll get, we try to give business cards and email addresses to the students that we work with. Um, and I've gotten several emails back from, from different students over the course of time that say, this was a good idea. This was not a good idea. This helped me think about this different. Um, everybody's situation is different, where they're from, what they're dealing with and with family. And that's why you ask those questions. You know, when we have a meeting with the student one-on-one, you try to use the first you know, three to five minutes to just build some rapport. Hey, where are you from? What are you studying? I always ask them, hey, what'd your parents or grandparents do? Uh, what kind of steered you towards the the degree you're working on now? And just try to build that rapport and build that comfort because that way they know they have somebody that they can trust and that's what we're there for. So they can trust us and we can try to help them out. Uh, but yeah, there's lots of different choices that go, go along those lines too, especially at this school. The great thing about this school is we have a lot of degree plans. And for the graduate school, we have a lot of degree plans in the graduate school, and they have a lot of options when they come to this university. And that's just a benefit that they have. All right. We'll get you out of here on this final question. Anything that you wish we had asked that we didn't ask or that you would like to share with our listeners? Or if you just want to plug your plug that event that's coming up one more time. I think we covered a lot of it. Our, our one thing that we have done at Career Services is if we have moved locations. So we are now at the Gateway Building across Maryland Parkway. And so everybody always says the easiest way to find us is we're above Crumble Cookie. So we are on the second floor. So it's a little bit of a hike for some people around campus to get to us now. But what I tell them, we're in the coolest building on campus. There's a pool on top of the roof. Nobody else has that. So it's not ours, but it's still a pool. So, yeah. And then the career fair, of course, on the 26th. So be prepared. Come, come. If you need help, get an appointment with us now. We will help you be ready for that. Well, you had me at crumble cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Darren, thank you for joining us. All right, man. Appreciate it. For more Let's Talk UNLV, be sure to follow us on social media where you can get the latest updates on the show plus great behind-the-scenes content. We're on Facebook at Let's Talk UNLV Podcast, Twitter at Let's Talk UNLV, and Instagram at Let's Talk UNLV Pod.